Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Elevated Places. I am your host, Ava Muhammad, and we are live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Elevated Places. And of course, this is Thursday, July the 2nd. Those of you who wish to call in, and of course, our board is quickly filling up as it does every week. But those who wish to call in, and many have already called in, and we're going to have some good caller uh, discussion tonight because I see a lot of uh, requests to weigh in already on our caller list. Um, But that number is uh, 563-999-3065, 563-999-3065. And, of course, it is a pleasure that uh, our executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, has us all set up and ready to go. My co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, is traveling uh, this evening. And so, uh, Allah willing, he will join us later in the program. And also, uh, our beloved brother from tomorrow, our international correspondent, Brother Reuben Muhammad down in Melbourne, Australia, uh, is also uh, unavailable for the first hour. But Allah willing, both brothers will join us uh, later. And we are ready to go. It's uh, Sister's Night, looks like, because we also have our uh, health contributor, uh, who always brings it, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, and our legal contributor, Sister Pamela Muhammad, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad. And uh, we're going to be hearing from them first up, and uh, then we're going to get into some uh, deeper discussion on the continually uh, disturbing uh, revelation of black people being murdered by police, the uh, murder, the torture murder, of George Floyd um, was really the final 
straw that broke the camel's back and has brought to surface uh, the deeply rooted uh, hate and contempt that white America has for the black man, woman, and child in America. And so what has happened is there were cases that predated the murder of George Floyd and are now, uh, at the time, they were not investigated, they were not taken seriously, and the families of these uh, victims did not have the leverage and uh, to push the case. And even though it may have, there may have been a brief moment of protest in the locale uh, where these murders took place, they disappeared from the news after a brief period of time. But now they are resurfacing, so we have to uh, look at those. I hope you have your current edition of the Final Call newspaper. Uh, we're going to speak to you out of that. Um, it is very powerful. As we prepare, it's countdown now, to the message to the world that will be delivered Saturday, July the 4th, by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And in the midst of all that is going on now, the trials, the tribulations, and even the blessings of the truth we've been able to come in contact with in ourselves, we are so desperately in need of his guidance. And we do not have the right, if Allah were giving us justice, we would not be able to hear from the minister because justice is when you get what you deserve. But mercy is Allah's way of uh, demonstrating his great love and overlooking uh, our faults, at least to the extent that he continues to work with us. So at this time, um, I'm going to go ahead and move forward with our program. And first up tonight, uh, we're going to hear a report from our very gifted and spirited health contributor, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Mariam. Wa alaikum salam. It's ladies' night. <laughs> ladies' night. Oh, what a night. <laughs> this, um, yes, I have some, some interesting information, um, of course, on this coronavirus. Um, some of the, well, just briefly, of course, recapping some of the signs and symptoms that now have grown that it's like any sign and symptom can be coronavirus. <laughs> it's still, of course, the cough, the shortness of breath, the fever, but all of the signs and symptoms are relating to any type of cold or virus uh, because the shortness of breath, the fatigue, the muscle aches, all of that. It could be anything, headaches. So this thing has gotten so out of control, they really don't have any specific signs and symptoms for coronavirus anymore. Um, and, of course, the list just keeps growing. So this virus is now, um, as you stated before, it's mutating. 
And what I found to be very yes, interesting is that it's a hidden mutation. And what I mean by that is when scientists look at viruses, when they begin to mutate, they look at the building blocks of our genetics. And if the virus is affecting over 30,000 building blocks, it catches their attention. Well, they're saying that coronavirus is mutating under those numbers. So it, it's like it's hiding from their eyes, some of the scientists' eye catching it. Now, the scientists are admitting to seeing these new strands of the virus, but they're saying, of course, don't panic, um, because the new strands of the virus are not more dangerous, which is a lie. However, we got to <laughs> keep in mind that they don't have a treatment for any strand of the virus. Any of it. Right. So, <laughs> right. So by saying don't be alarmed by the new strands, no, be alarmed by any strand because they don't have a treatment. And, of course, again, um, because this mutation is happening in the hitting blocks of our genetics, which is, oh, my gosh. So it re- that really intrigued me. Like that, that, I thought that was super awesome because it just really shows a divine hand. And the mutated strands are ten times more contagious than the original strand. So the new found mutated strands have gained a level. It's like it's gained a level of intelligence. And here's, this is why. This is why it's like so interesting to me. Because in order for anything to enter into our cells, any type of substance, it, it's like a, a, like a, a key in a lock um, system. So the original strand of COVID broke off when it attempted to bind to our receptors in our airways. That's why people with pre-existing conditions were more likely to be heavy, uh, heavily affected by it because um, the virus was weaker. That original strand was really weaker, but now these mutated strands have like their own line of intelligence because they've gained a protein on the surface of it that our cells identify with, which allows the virus to enter into our receptors, whether we're healthy or not. So these particular mutated strands bind to our receptors and the type of receptors which are mostly found in the area of our lungs, our pancreas, a man's testicles, and in very concentrations as it relates to high blood pressure. So they found that these mutated strands are mostly in Europe and North America, and they're becoming a dominant form of COVID. So they're starting to, these uh, mutated strands are starting to replicate themselves much easier and faster in the host which makes the host more contagious now because once you contract it and the speed in which it's replicating itself in our bodies, the virus now, um, it makes whomever is carrying it have a lot of the virus in them, which makes them more contagious to the next person. Now, the um, strand found in New York was stronger and more aggressive than any other strand found thus far, having the highest infectious toll rate in the country. Now, a medical team in China believes that 
because the mutations are not being reported, could be a reason behind the high death tolls in the parts of Europe and New York because, of course, they're hiding the, the real cause. Like, they're not really telling people that there are mutated strands out there. And as we know, if you want to find something, you have to read it because they're not going to tell it to you. And then they say um, they also believe this is the reason why the United States has such a high confirm rate of deaths, um, because, again, they're hiding the fact that this virus is actually mutating itself. Um, or if they, in some cases, stated, they always say, you know, don't panic, don't be on the alarm, it's okay, it's not really dangerous. The virus itself is dangerous. So the fact that it's mutating should tell people that makes it even more dangerous. Now, my personal belief, um, of course, is that it is divine intervention in the coronavirus. And the reason why I say that is because the other day, um, I woke up with the, the question that you asked last week in regards to um, why isn't there a spike or why aren't we seeing a spike from the rallies from the Black Lives Movement, the protests, and why are we not seeing a spike in coronavirus numbers as a result to that? And the thought that literally resonated in my soul was that because they are protected by the Lamb's blood, and, of course, we know that biblically lamb's blood means sacrificial blood. And that sacrificial blood is our black people who are dying at the hands of this enemy who is provoking now. Those deaths are provoking and moving us to that 100% dissatisfaction rate so that now that change can come forth that we know has already been stated that the change is coming. We're right here at the door. Thank Allah. So that thought, like when it came to me, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so absolutely interesting to me. And, of course, it really got me excited for Saturday because I'm like, I can't wait to hear what the minister has to say. Um, but as I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know, when we, we think about Pharaoh and we think about Moses, that plague that came from the lips of Pharaoh when that plague hit his door, that took his son, that I truly believe that the reason why we don't see sparks from the, the riots and, and the rallies is because the sparks and the numbers are coming from and going to continue to come from this enemy opening up the state and opening up the city. So it's his act that will cause the spark in the coronavirus, not the act of the sacrificial lamb's blood that's taking place on the streets that has more of a divine purpose than what this enemy is doing. So that's like my little portion. And I am, oh God, I thank a lot so much that you gave me this opportunity to dive and research and get more involved in the coronavirus and studying. I mean, it really has gotten me, Outside of Friday night study group, it has really got me engaged in studying more. And, oh, my God, I thank a lot so much. So I have to say that as well. I thank you so much for giving me this honor because it has really, oh, my God, like put me on a, a totally different level now. And I'm just grateful. So thank you. <laughs> That's my portion. Oh, thank a lot. So back to you, Minister Ava. Amen.
so we just okay. it's a blessing to us as well um to have you because you bring that balance uh between the spiritual and the vertical and the horizontal because there's so much more to this as you've stated so eloquently than what is being given to us from the scientists of this world. And they're in such a a state of confusion and disorder. You know, when you, when you bring out your leading expert in infectious disease and every day this man is, is crying about, I don't know. I don't, I didn't know it was going to go this route. We don't know what's going to happen. That's not the posture of an expert. Why do we give him the label expert? And if this is That's the right. best you can do, then what Allah is revealing, as I indicated way back at the beginning, he's uh, revealing the underbelly of the United States of America's infrastructure and her systems, which have a reputation of being the most advanced on the planet Earth. And look at how the tables mm-hmm. have turned. Now, the yes, European ma'am. countries and other nations, they issued a ban on travel from America hmm. to their country. Now it's the United States that's the third world country. The United States is Hmm. what they like to call the banana republic. It's the United States who is rock bottom in the world in responding to COVID-19. And this, uh, I was reading an article by a, a virologist, and these are people that specifically study viruses, And uh, I'll pull the name before the program ends, but this gentleman was saying that, you know, you can look right at the CDC's own curve, okay? We're not putting up some made-up mom-and-pop curve uh, to contradict what is being put out here in terms of all this alarm about what is happening in Texas and Florida and to some extent, Arizona. But if you look at the CDC, their official weekly code, just pull it up on Google, the weekly COVID death graph, it has Mm -hmm. dropped like a rock, okay? And, and, And the one I have is June 28th. It's not from April or May. It's from June the 28th. And in truth, um, because we have uh, a president who is not only mentally deranged, but he's, he's intellectually challenged so that yeah. when he does state the truth, it comes across in such an ignorant way that it's rejected. And what is, what is occurring here is, is that the only real natural response to something, especially as mysterious and elusive as this, as you noted, uh, this virus and the mutations, is herd immunity, not vaccinations, because they're proving okay. that a vaccine could never work. You can't have it both ways. You can't admit 
that this virus continually mutates and yet claim you have a vaccination for it. How could you? When you That's give right. a vaccination today and this thing is something else tomorrow, which also lends itself to the original idea that there, there was some uh, biological warfare going on here and tampering, uh, even if you accept the claim that the reason scientists both in China and the United States are constantly tampering with viruses supposedly hmm. to prevent a pandemic, we know they're also studying these viruses to attack each other. Okay? That's right. And so way back at the beginning of this, there was a scientist, at, a virologist at University of Pennsylvania that said, the fact that COVID-19 so quickly jumped from animal to human and was so infectious means that there's something else there because the, mm. a, a virus in its natural state, it needs time to mutate. That's right. When it, when it leaves one species and goes to another species, it has to adapt to being in that environment, and it is usually in that time while it's adapting, and I think you said it earlier, that certain scientists will notice things. They will see things yes, depending on how in-depth their observation is. And as you said, this thing has been laying beneath the surface. Uh, but the point yes, is, if you don't get so focused, and I'm you know, talking to listeners, on the, the case rate, look at the death rate. That's right. That's what you need to pay equal attention to. The devil, as Brother Jabril in his June, uh, our column that was in the June 2nd final call, he ended that article with watch out for the devil, always publishing half-truth, always publishing right. lies and deceits and foolishness and things to distract you. And so you have to be very careful. These white people are engaged in a vicious battle for the White House. And so they're doing all kinds of dastardly things to each other. The Democrats are trying to derail Trump's campaign, though I don't know why he's doing that very well himself. And then, of course, the Republicans are attempting to derail the Democrats. And they don't need much help either because... Allah is removing all of them from power. America is being set down before our very eyes. And so this, this is why the best thing we can do is follow the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And to your point, Sister Mariam, but you gave it from a spiritual level that is very profound that we should all think on. But interestingly enough, in this same article, they said, well, you know, they said, where are the cases from the protests? And these are feeding in to the spike. But you have a lot of cases, but most of these younger people, they're not displaying any symptoms. They're not affected by this. Yes, ma'am. That's right. And that's in the book of Isaiah. The, in the book of Isaiah, Come on. it says that uh, if you are protected by, by the God, if you're in the bosom of 
and the protective circle of the God, it said 10,000 will, will drop dead around you. And you hmm. will be unaffected if God, Allah, is with you. Okay? That's right. So, the, you know, but what you just said about the blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb. But we thank Allah oh, for you. And that was, that was an awesome report. And we want you to stay on and stay with oh, us. But everybody go to uh, the CDC itself. And uh, look look at the, the death rate for COVID. And, you know, when you talk about, I'll just say this last point before we move forward. Uh, with, the, with influenza, and, and, and by the way, there's never been an effective vaccine for coronaviruses. Never. That's right. That's why there's no cure for the common cold. Because the common cold is a coronavirus. And Hmm. these flu shots that they have everybody come and take every year, why do you have to have one every year is what Sister Mariam just told you about. The mutations that continually occur. And see, that's the other reason you're getting a lot of positivity in, in the testing. These states where it's really shooting through the roof, they're just now doing their extensive testing. So Trump is making a point. Where there are tests, there are positives. Okay? It's, it's a simple right. thing. But what you want to know is not just who's showing it, but who's getting sick from it and who's dying from it. And most of That's the right. deaths are still the nursing homes. Nursing homes account mm-hmm. for 44% of right. all of the deaths that are taking place uh, in the United States. So we thank you. We want you to continue to uh, guide us and uh, help us. As you said from the very beginning, the key is to be calm. And when you have knowledge, yes, uh, as you said, which you get from reading, not waiting and hoping that they will tell you the truth. And that's why the Honorable right. Minister Louis Farrakhan is like the, the, the penultimate of God's favor. Because in the that's midst right. of all of this, we're going to get, as they say, the 411 on what matters to us. Focus hmm. on what matters to us. So, okay, that's we're right. going to... Uh, Praise be to Allah. I'm going to keep your mic open, Sister Mariam, and we're going to open up. Uh, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad uh, is joining us, and I thank her for her uh, research and her insight each and every week into all that is going uh, on around us, not only from a legal perspective, but like you, Sister Mariam, and those of us who follow the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we're, we're holistic people. You know, we don't just look at one compartment of things. We know that everything is interconnected. And so, Sister uh, Pamela, as-salamu alaykum, beloved. Uh, Wa alaykum salam, uh, Sister Dr. Ava and Sister Mariam. Uh, All praise and due to Allah. Thank you so much for your comments, Sister Ava. Um, Yes, ma'am. And I just wanted to start off. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. You know what, uh, you all are just so brilliant when you're discussing these different issues uh, re- regarding the coronavirus, and that helps 
my heart that helps the listener's heart mm-hmm. because we do appreciate, you know, such thoughtful um, presentation. So thanks again, Sister Mariam. And mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, talk mm-hmm. about the recent systemic lynchings, because that's what I'm going to call them tonight, the lynchings of our brother Elijah McClain, who was the 23-year-old who was uh, murdered by the police in Aurora, Colorado back in 2019. And also, Sister Abe, you we brought to my attention the brother Eric Lurie, who I believe is up there in Joliet, Illinois, and he's someone yeah. who – they're finding out maybe about six months ago he was murdered. And, you know, it really, like I say, these are lynchings because when we look at our history, um, one report said that from 1883 to 1941, there were over 4,467 people lynched by white mobs. And of that, 3,300 of them were black people. And these are verifiable reports. So we know that the ones yes. who we never saw the, the light of day, uh, when our people would yes. just come up missing and never come back home again, you know, that, that probably puts it up in the millions. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to talk about Eric Lurie, because as you said, Sister Ava, his wife, who is, you know, her statement is that they're hiding and they're covering up because the facts were, you know, that he, by the time she found out anything, he was just on a ventilator, uh, you know, had been beaten up while in police custody, and he died shortly thereafter. And as she, you know, as we're now being told that there was a video that had been suppressed because as she was telling us the family had been seeking information about what happened to her husband because, again, you know, how did he end up dead? Um, And so this video was was never shown. The police reports were never given to them. And this is the kind of thing that happens as an attorney. We see this so many times with our people uh, because we don't, have the leverage to deal with these crooked police departments um, that, you know, just use the law and and act like, you know, they're just um, outlaws. So, again, one of, and in her case, um, there was a veteran, we're we're being told that a veteran whistleblower actually gave information. He was a 27-year-old, 27-year veteran of the police department that blew the whistle and said, there is a video. Uh, Javier is, is Equato, I believe is his name. Uh, and, and it's often things like this that bring these cases to the light of day. Because as we know in the law, there is the requirement that the police give what we call expo, exculpatory evidence to the provide that information. You've got to provide evidence favorable to the defendant. You've got to provide the evidence you know, fairly of the wrongdoing, um, even on yourselves. But as we know, these police, um, we're looking at police misconduct, and we're looking at the covering up of the wrongdoing. We're looking at now calls for police accountability along with the calls of restricting them because they've just been renegade. So I just wanted to move on to our brother Elijah McClain, And that, brother, really hurt my heart uh, very dearly. Mm -hmm. I think each Mm -hmm. and every one of these deaths has just been horrific. But this was a young 23-year-old, 
and what we saw, he was put into a choke hole, you know, for no reason. You know, he's he's walking home from the store. Um, he's a he's he's very gifted brother. We see him playing the violin now, known in the community to be a gentle person. So why they had to throw him on the ground, put him in a choke hole, and then sedate him. That That's the thing that kind of got me on this, Sister Ava. This, you know, against your permission, now police officers yeah. are injecting fluids into your, your system. So this brother was sedated uh, with something um, as well as being put in the choke hole. So as we've been seeing, this brother's last words have just been, all over the, the, the TV uh, showing us how innocent, because that was on the video. And that was another case that they suppressed. So, you know, this, this situation, these things we're looking at, um, we, you can see it in a recent Palo Alto police uh, lawsuit against them, where they were being sued now by a man uh, by the name of Julio Alvarez. And, and I'm, I'm wrapping up, but I just wanted to, say that in no, this lawsuit okay yes yes okay yes ma'am yeah because in this lawsuit they talk about the trend of deception and discrimination they're pretty much saying that this lawsuit uh, talks about the decades-long pattern and practice of tolerating promoting and encouraging uh their officers, Palo Alto, thuggery, violence, dishonesty, barbarism, and maiming individuals like the plaintiff in this case, because Mr. Alvarez did not die. But they talk about how in the lawsuit the lawyer detailed how um, the prior police chief, Lynn Johnson, had resigned in 2008 because she had told officers to question African-American people who wear do-rags um, and had been a part of violent arrests and traffic stops. And then finally, I, you, know, I, I, you know, you can get a lot of information from these lawsuits sometimes because they spell out a lot of the wrongdoings. So um, I just wanted to, um, I think it was some other part here that was really uh, interesting, but I, I guess I'm going to have to come back to that. But, yeah, so, you know, the words about what these police departments are really doing, um, we're, we're seeing seeing that spelled out. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I just wanted to move on, Sister Ava, and I, and I just kind of wanted to it, in, introduce this concept, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, but part of the reason why this is a problem is because of the immunity. You know, you've got these vicious, um, unchecked police departments, and we know a lot of times exactly. it's police unions, but it's also the law that gives them immunity. And so they're That's immune right. from liability. You know, police, they sometimes fabricating evidence, um, and they, you know, they talk about how the standards for defendants to actually show, well, wrongdoing occurred is so high that you almost have to, you know, be able to just show that it was a willful, that I'm in your mind. And so oftentimes they are just dismissed. Any lawsuits that are filed a lot of times by against police departments or against police are dismissed because they're just straight out immune. 
there's this one case where the um, the statement was made that there's no due process right, and this was the solicitor general. He said there's no due process right not to be framed, and he was pretty much arguing in um, you know in 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 compliance, saying yes, prosecutors whatever they do, they frame, they withhold evidence. But unless you can really show that this was some kind of willful violation, um, you you can't sue them. And so that's, in our opinion as lawyers, that is a huge barrier against suing the government because it's almost like they have a license, you know, to kill you. So just in closing, I wanted to say that there's a judge. I I think he needs just a little attention because he got busted uh, for calling a black juror an Aunt Jemima. And what happened was that what? the lawyer in the case, they went back in the chambers, uh, but the judge, he was upset because of the outcome of the case in which a suspect being tried was acquitted. So this judge, he berated the prosecutor in the case, and then he said, hey, um, he said the juror, juror number four was was an Aunt Jemima and um, you should have never let oh, Aunt Jemima on the jury, is is what the judge told the prosecutor. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and they describe her, they say, well, she was, you know, a young black woman who had worn a head wrap throughout the child, trial. So, you know, that we, we're seeing the systemic racism that's throughout the system, right. and I, I'm just thankful to see uh, our people, you know, hearing what the minister has been teaching us for for this last what is it ninety years or sixty years, Sister Ava. So that that's that's my input, and I thank you again for your time. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. And and you know let, let me back up uh, first though because I don't want to forget I received from our producer a uh, on, from the uh, so, social media platforms there. See this. This is as she said. This is why we have to separate. You have you have some of these white people in Alabama hosting uh, I, Sister Mariam COVID nineteen parties, uh, yes, and uh, whoever gets infected first gets paid. Okay, this this is this is what we live in, and because we failed to obey as a people the instructions of Allah's messenger who brought us Allah's plan for our salvation and we rejected it as a people and we not only did we reject separation we embraced the sin of integration and so now we are displaying many of the traits and habits and even the mindset of Satan but if we continue to stay here, it can only get worse. It can only get worse. And as, as long as we're still breathing, there is time to turn around and make a change. But I, I don't know any black person that would have thought of a COVID-19 party and try to get each other infected. I just don't know of any. That's uh, right. But back to your point about uh, the law Sister Pamela, I think that's so important for us to understand. And again, yet another reason why we have to separate. 
Yes, what does the minister say? They make mischief by means of the law. This the, this law in the United States, um, where basically a police officer can murder a black person and say, and and in many cases it trickles down to ordinary white folks. They've they've invoked this too. But it's the standard of reasonableness in the law where the killer gets on the stand, but it's primarily, as Attorney Pamela is saying, for cops, I was in fear for my life. And all of them are instructed to say that. In the few times it it goes that far where they even have to testify at a hearing or in a grand jury. They All they have to say is, I thought he had a gun. I thought he had a knife. I thought he was, was going to shoot me. I thought he was going to hurt me. And because it's so innate in the Caucasian uh, warped mental makeup that black people uh, want to kill them because they're God's children, Okay, it's the projection. It's the reverse of that. They want to kill us because we're God's children and they're angry at God. But that is very real in the United States. Don't think this is academic, what we're sitting here talking about. You can go in just about any state in the union. And this is why these cases don't go anywhere. And so, as the minister said in study guide number 12, laws are not going to get it done. Yes, ma'am. Those of us who think we can change America by changing laws, we are sadly mistaken. And we ought to realize that by now with all the changes in laws. Hmm. But America has never passed U.S. Congress. And even with now, with all the Black Lives Matters and all the statutes of the Confederate generals coming down, why don't you pass an anti-lynching law? I know that's right. You know, it's just certain things America cannot bring herself to do, even no, in the most dire right. circumstances. Just can't do it. But um, that, that's an excellent uh, report, Sister Pamela, yes, and I'm I'll I'm getting a uh, yeah yeah praise be to Allah, and I I was like you when I read and saw some of the photos uh, of Elijah McLean. Um, here's a young man, and you know when you look at his photo, it, it makes you think of some of the young brothers who just came out of MUI, you know a couple of years ago in the early 20s. And that clean-cut, slim, uh, very nice-looking brother, and then to see him playing the violin. And his crime was walking home from the store. But we have to understand why Master Farid Muhammad called the white man a beast. That's right. Because when they see us, have, have you ever seen uh, in the old cartoons where you'll see, uh, they'll show a fox or a wolf 
looking at a, a, a chicken or, or a sheep or something, and then they'll show what it looks like in the wolf's mind, and, and the sheep looks like mm-hmm. a lamb chop. And the and the chicken is actually roasted, okay? Yes, in the, ma'am. In the yes. eye of the fox. When white wow. people see young blacks like mm. that, that's what they see. That's they're right. That's right. They're no they're no different than a grizzly bear. And a and yes, a grizzly ma'am. bear is better because the grizzly bear kills for a reason. Right. Because they are hungry, and Allah made them by nature to eat a certain food. He made the bear, Alaskan bear, to go down and go in the stream and grab a salmon and eat it. He's not just saying, I'm, I'm going to kill that damn salmon because he That's looks right. happy. Ahmad uh, Arbery was jogging. They just hmm. hated him. Because he was out jogging, working out, exercising, getting fresh air, breathing. And that's why everything about this uh, current scheme of things seems to zero in on breathing. The Hmm. COVID attacks the lungs. All of these deaths that we're seeing lately are the chokeholds that uh, U.S. cops learned from the Israelis. That's the JDL right. hosting, the ADL rather, hosting conferences. And they are learning. See, this doesn't just happen. There's hmm. something in their psyche where they have this need to cut off the air of the black man. That's right. To silence his voice. Hmm. That's and right. so everything they do is aimed at cutting off our airways. This uh, brother that Sister Pamela talked about, Eric uh, Lurie, Lurie, you'll see on this video that just came out. I mean, it makes you just want to scream. The Mm. the cop actually puts his fingers, the man is handcuffed, uh, on his back, laying back in a crew in the back of a truck, police truck, and he's already, you can tell he's semi-conscious, virtually unconscious, they take the fingers and pinch the nose to mm. keep him from taking air in. Mm. Then they oh, take wow. some kind of police stick and push it into his mouth. And then another cop comes up and punches him in the face while he's lying, handcuffed on his back uh, with his eyes wow. closed, not moving. Mm. This is a... a uh, a sick, sociopathic people. This is not us hating anybody. This is us just telling the truth. And so the the whole point, and I talked too long, I wanted to get to about what Sister Pamela brought up about the law making them immune. This is why Allah allowed George Floyd to be a martyr. Because what Allah showed that cop do is exactly what you have to prove to get past that standard. Because we watched him casually squeeze the life out of this human being and look around with his hand in his pocket. 
and look right in the camera, knowing he's being filmed and saying, so what? (laughs) That's what became what they called the game changer, the straw that broke the camel's back. So we understand that uh, Brother uh, Terrence Muhammad has landed at his destination safely, and so he will in all likelihood join us shortly. So what I want to do uh, right now is go to our beloved callers who make elevated places the the place to be, and I'm going to start uh, with our dear sister Donna Muhammad, um, whose name you've seen on articles and columns in the final call, and who actually uh, directs and manages my new online uh, bookstore on ministerava.com. And uh, I'm going to talk about that as well uh, before the program ends. But, I, but Sister Donna is also just a brilliant, insightful observer. She's a student in the ministry. I mean, you name it, and, you know, wife, mother, the whole package. So, Sister Donna, assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam. Oh, my God. Crazy to Allah. <laughs> Forever and ever. I only had one brief statement, and that was, Sister Mariam, you better teach. Woo! I know that's right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, she's serious. <laughs> <laughs> Sister, that that blood of the lamb. Oh my God. Thank thank you, Crazy Sister Donna. Mama. Sister Donna preaches too, so I was kinda yes, waiting man. for a little uh <laughs> <laughs> a little moment, but I guess some other we gotta have her come on uh as, as, yes. as a special guest. Yes. But yeah, that I think that touched our souls. That and, and, and you know, and it proves how we are God's children of the Most High God, but each That's one right. of us is a God. And I was reading some words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to the Executive Council in, in one of his uh, uh, meetings with us over the past few years. And one of the things he really reiterates is look for the God. Look for mm. the God in one another. Mm, and yes, and see, God. this is the white That's man's uh, big nightmare that black people, and if you look out here, you see it. We're beginning to see the God in each other. Now, sadly, right. we have uh, casualties of this, and we now have, I know many of you have been seeing in the news, and and these numbers are way more alarming to me than COVID and cancer and everything else. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that shootings on the south mm. and west side of Chicago yes. are in the double digits every yes. day. Yes. And in the last two weeks, we've had six babies mm-hmm. murdered. Yes, killed. yes. The youngest was one, one, one year old. And these babies are being shot to death in their parents' automobiles. You had two young girls being killed in their living rooms 
That's right. In their living rooms by stray bullets. That's right. And so I don't know really, you know, it's like, Sister Mariam, like you said, with the virus, it's elusive and, you know, kind of lays low. There's something going on in the black community. There's more to this than meets the eye, is my point. That's right. That's right. And that is not to give, uh, give a pass to any of these uh, brothers and or sisters, whoever's actually pulling these triggers and doing this, you know what? Too bad, so sad for you. Because you are a casualty of what the devil has done to us. But if you think, because you got some melanin, that you're going to do this, you better think again. That's right. You better think again. And just because you haven't been taken down, don't get happy. There's That's a lot right. going on. But but the black community, we're not going to forget this. Trust and believe. That's right. Yes, we're ma'am. on study God's right. team. God. Come on. Ball. That's right. And I'm going to tell you, in Islam, we don't, we don't take murderers. And spend money feeding them and providing them a bed in a jail. That's right. That is not how our law works. That's right. If you can't live among us in peace, if you are a threat to our community, deal with you like any other hmm. threat. That's we right. erase threats. And I don't That's care right. who hears it. And I don't care what you think about it. That's right. But if you think yes, you're going to kill three-year-olds and one-year-olds and 10-year-olds Come on. and 13-year-olds who are at home, who are playing with their toys, you got to be out of hmm. your mind. That's right. And if you're the parent and you engage in an activity that's drawing that to, to your offspring, too bad, so hmm. sad for you. As That's well. right. That's right. Because there is something yes. in the law called aiding and abetting. That's what That's right. these Minneapolis uh, cops are are uh, getting charged with in the torture murder of George Floyd. Aiding right. and abetting. We're about to That's get right. on Study Guy 17, Hypocrisy and Conspiracy. Mm. And sometimes, Mr. Farrakhan said, you can be a facilitator of conspiracy because you haven't availed yourself sufficiently hmm. of knowledge and grown in faith that you can be used by the devil. How about that? That's right. That's right. So in this hour, everybody, all of us, me included, with all my yak, and I'm included in this too, We're all going to be tried and tested. And we're going to be tried in a way that is custom made for each of us. There's going to be no generic test. There's going to be no multiple choice and coloring in boxes. That's right. He's going to come (laughs) right at every one of us in what we desire. Yes, ma'am. Let's see how effective the devil is. Because he's coming right at you, 
and what you love. Hmm. That's right. So I'm going to go back to the phone get off the soapbox. And oh, no, that was good. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. But we got brother. I just got angry thinking about these babies who never got to experience the life Allah gave them. You don't have no business taking what Allah created. No business. That's right. That's right. That's right. He gives life. That's right. But Satan has the ability to do things Allah is able to do, and one of them is to cause death. So Satan can destroy. He can cause death. But he's not a giver of life. He can't do it. That's he right. He conferred with that power. <laughs> so, Brother Daryl, assalamu alaikum, sir. <laughs> well, like salam, family. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Fine, praise sir. Thank you for calling me. Yeah, praise be to Allah. This is Ladies' Night, Sisters' Night, uh, Sister <laughs> Pamela, yourself, Sister Ava, <laughs> and, and our beloved sister, Marianne. Uh, Marianne, Sister Rona. Yes, yes. 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 Uh, we thought we better and, get a brother in here. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And uh, I, I'm just sitting back listening to the Mothers of Civilization. It is so beautiful <laughs> that you all are really, I'm coming in and out. And our beloved sister, Marianne, she really, you know, tapped into what you always have been talking about. Matter of fact, all of you. But she really touched my soul when she said, you know, Allah is in control of everything. That's why they can't come up with a yes. uh, vaccine to deal with this because it's not for them. Allah is allowing this, and he's going to bring us to where we need to go. The best way to uh, control this coronavirus is to separate. And uh, I have been on a few radio shows, let them know that Minister Farrakhan will be speaking Saturday. And um, they said, yeah, we've been listening to the minister. But when you were speaking about the death rate, and this is my opinion, why is it targeting all of the nursing homes where, like in Jersey, uh, I'm here in Detroit now, but I was there with my cousin, and uh, the nursing homes is just piling up all behind the building, bodies on top. It could it be a conspiracy because they're running low on money, even though they are built, uh, uh, making money every day that they don't want to spend money taking care of the elderly? If that could be part of why so many of the nursing homes is uh, people are just dying, you know, left and right. And uh, this is thing yes. is really is really out of control. And I was just listening to how uh, you were speaking about how they're going out here. Our, our people don't realize. You're just as worse as the white man because, you know, took on his activity and you're killing your own people. Uh, they just had That's a right. lady, uh, uh, two couples. One was pregnant. She was about seven or eight months. And they had some cup. I guess they call them, they call them the dope boys or whatever. And they went to the stepfather house demanding some money, finally saying that they had 230000 in there and he wouldn't open the door. So they took the uh, girl and her fiancé and uh, told him if he didn't come up with at least 20000 uh and don't call the police, but they heard him calling the police and shot the sister in the head. Shot oh her fiancé in the head. This is going on as we speak. And then uh, Allah blessed her to hold on long enough to deliver that baby. And they showed uh, 
the history mm-hmm. today. He's, he's five years old without him. See, this stuff got to stop. Our people don't have, it you know, we, we're becoming beasts in human form ourselves, you know. Uh, no love. And they did show where the police officers ran into this crowd and said the same words that you say, I felt I was in danger. Well, how could you be in danger when they having a, a peaceful protest and you away from the protest, but you drive into the crowd, running through the crowd, right. and uh, they breaking. It's just crazy what's going on. But I know that separation has to come. I can't wait to allow, uh, bless our minister to be speaking Saturday. I will be listening. I'm calling everybody that I can to be ready for the man of God, that we may be ready to separate from this madness because it's out of control. I thank you all, sisters. You continue to teach us. And I love you all. May Allah continue to bless your show. Assalamu alaikum. Well, salam, beloved, and thank you. It's a great call. And, and you know, we, we really don't know. Um, yeah, I'm wondering, sisters, about if the police are playing any role uh, in all these shootings. A certain, one thing we know for sure, and we've talked about this over the years, and the ministers talked about it, you know, you you got teenagers that can't even afford to get on a bus to go downtown, hmm. but they've yes, got yeah. a gun. Guns are expensive. Mm-hmm. Ammunition is expensive. And it was already shown a while back where freight trains with loaded with weapons were, were stopping in our community at the tracks and box loads of guns being left. Hmm. So th- th- there's more to this than meets the eye, but it doesn't relieve us of our role in it. That's and we're being chastised because we ignored first the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, then we ignored That's Mr. Right. Louis Farrakhan. When he said, at justice or else, make your own Hmm. neighborhood a safe and decent place to live. And we just would not, we refuse to do it as a people. We refuse. So our neighborhood is anything but a safe and decent place to live. It's anything but that. Our our neighborhoods are danger zones because we haven't even stood up to self-police to engage in public safety measures for ourselves as though something's mentally wrong with us, that that we can't do something that basic to life. The animal kingdom, they do that. That's right. They check behavior in in herds Hmm. of of animals. That's right. You know, the wolf pack got, got somebody in authority. That's right. That's right. You got an alpha male. Okay, when you see these birds in the sky, they're flying in formation with a point man. But we're we're all over the place that's like right. we're crazy. And that's why he, he called them a beast, but called us what? A savage. Mm, that's yes, right. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We're not inherently evil, but we're savages, and a savage can do just as much damage as a beast. That's hmm. right. So we look, we yes. we you know we're counting down to hear 
from Allah's mercy in our midst, Minister Louis Farrakhan. Oh, yes, so we're, yes, we're going yes, to Brother Rockman has a comment. I Muhammad, your guest, your audience. I want to thank you for taking the call. Very briefly, you're talking about the legal system, the police, and these, my thing was these grand juries. About five years ago, there was an article in the New York Times, and it said there was a gentleman, attorney, prosecutor in the state of Washington, Seattle, Washington, and his job was to travel around the country whenever there was a police shooting involvement, and he would train the uh, a grand jury how not to convict the police. I used to work through the court system out here, and I was down and coming out of a grand jury room, I had to just take notice who the grand jury were. Some of those grand jury parties looked like they hadn't even finished middle school. I looked at them up and down, all Caucasian. So I've always been, you know, concerned about the grand they always talk about the grand jury. Who is this grand jury? If you got a jury trial, you can look at your jury. Who's gonna try you for a crime that you've been charged with? But the grand jury, you never see the grand jury. That's all I want to say. Food for thought. Thank you so much. May Allah bless each and every one of you very much. Oh, I thank you, beloved. And Sister uh, Pamela, I'd like you to weigh on this, but I mean, the grand jury by definition is a secret and is very antiquated. Oh, yes, mm. ma'am. You're, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, and what we believe is that a prosecutor um, – can actually, you know, present a case in such a way to get the grand jury to do as he wants. And because the prosecutor and the police are, are you know, they work together, they work hand in hand, these prosecutors rely on these police officers to give them the convictions that they need lots of times in cases Precisely. dealing with our people. So when it comes to protecting their own, they are going to protect each other because, that was the part in this report this uh, in Palo Alto that I wanted to read was how there are discrepancies in police reports often, um, and so therefore they may fail to even properly label different uh, facts and evidence. And so they're, they're talking about these things happening. You know, you see that they're close-knit. A lot of times these people are friends with one another, and I think that's our exactly. biggest issue. We don't understand they go behind closed doors and, you know, they may keep a little arm's length relationship at job, but these are friends because in this lawsuit they were saying how they have pictures of this officer and the prosecutor. He's in his wedding. He's the groomsman at his wedding. So, you know, the ability to, like they say, you can, and if a prosecutor wants the grand jury to indict someone, they can get that done. If they do not, then they do it in such a manner like Bob McCullough did, where they either make it so confusing and make the standards so high, you know, uh, count certain evidence, maybe if it's black people's uh, witness accounts, you know, so it's just a game. And it's a corrupt game. And like the brother said, then they get to be anonymous. So, you know, we, we really don't have any any, any any real hope in the system. So that that's just no, my input no, on don't. it, Sister Ava. Yes, ma'am. And, and you know, this that's an excellent point. And this is why there's such oh, anger 
in in white circles because finally, and it goes back to what I said a minute ago about black people are beginning to see the God in one another. And I was so relieved that the black city officials in Atlanta finally did their jobs. You know, we Mm. elect black people to these positions and overall there's exceptions here and there. But overall, they toe the line. They, you know, parrot the position of the Caucasians. But this time, the black district attorney in Atlanta uh, went into the grand jury with his case and and got that indictment um, in the case of Richard Brooks. Uh, You have a, a black female mayor in Atlanta. Okay, and they're doing their jobs. We're not asking for any any anybody to lie or frame anybody. Just make sure the truth comes out. And again, th- this is what's bringing about the fall of America cuz there is tremendous white backlash going on against all this happening. And you know, of course, with the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, in yellow paint, uh, it started with the black female mayor in D.C. painting the Pennsylvania Avenue with letters 35 feet in width, Black Lives Matter, that went all, all the way to the White House. Same thing in Atlanta. And now they're talking about it in Chicago on uh, Wacker Drive, which runs right through downtown. And the, the, the protesters and the activists, they, they want uh, this mayor here to do it, and it will run right past Trump Towers. And I know New York City was looking at doing the same thing and having Black Lives Matter go right up the iconic Fifth Avenue and go right past uh, Trump Towers. And Donald Trump uh, tweeted yesterday, I think it was, that if if you paint Black Lives Matter along Fifth Avenue, that would be uh, an act of hate. Exactly. But he retweets a man yelling out white power. And this goes back to the Minister Farrakhan saying, Allah put him in office. Allah put Donald Trump in the White House because if we'd had a Hillary Clinton or these other people, we we would still, at least the House servants, would still have a ray of hope. This man is showing us exactly what the mindset of white America is at all times. And it brings right. to the truth that Allah will make us separate. He's making us separate. All right, so I'm going to uh, go back to the phones, and let me uh, go straight right. down the uh, list. Okay, we got Brother Rockman here. Sister Rhonda has a comment. Assalamu alaikum. How you doing, sis? Walaikum salam. Fine. How are you, ma'am? Good. Minister Aver, every time I uh, listen to your panel, you know, Sister uh, Pamela and 
Mary, uh, Sister Marianne. It's like you answer all the questions I'm going to ask. But one of the comments I wanted to make, <laughs> yeah, one of the comments I wanted to make is that, you know, in retrospect, um, when when I I was raised, when my son was growing up, he was about. 12 years old, and we would just be candidly talking or walking. We might be at the park or something. And honest to God, he would see a police officer and just take off running like somebody had, you know, lost it. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Why are you running? He said, because I'm afraid. I said, afraid of what? So I think all of this that's going on now, retrospectively, it's been going on. It's like... Our, our young black boys have been really afraid of police officers, even when they were younger. And I never understood that until I'm seeing all of this play out now. And I remember when he, I, I mean, we we should have a forum about this. We should have a roundtable about different incidents. Because moving forward, like you said, about the people that they're, they're showing up that was murdered prior to uh, George Floyd. And... Yeah. How Elijah was was uh, murdered, and these the, the other people. The thing of it is, is that this is just surfacing after this, after the facts. What has been going on Why? with these police departments before all of this going on? And I wanted to say it was just another man. It was on CNE on the news just today. He was in jail for 23 years. And they just let him out on the crime that he had not committed. And there's so many layers. Yeah, so many layers of the police because you, like Sister Pamela said, it's corrupt. You got the judges. You got the prosecutors. My son told me he went to court. He's seen all in front of you, Sister Ava. They'll put on a happy face. They'll make you think that they're fighting for you. And these attorneys are all in bed with the judges, everything. They know what they're going to do to you even. You have no recourse at the courts because I don't care if it's black judges or white judges. Some of them will have some mercy for you, sis. I'm not saying all of them. But most of them, they're going along to get along. They, It's rigged. You feel so helpless. I've been in a situation having to go uh, to court. My grandson was incarcerated, and he is. And I felt felt so helpless. I felt like I had no recourse. Sister Ava, you have no, if you black and your boys are black or your men are black, you got to fight on your hands. You got to fight. And then when you get exonerated after a crime, you didn't, when you get, when you get set free, for an example, for 20 years of being in prison and you was innocent, think about it. What about all these other people that's in prison? And they have no accountability. They should have a law. If If you got one person that goes to, uh, you know, let out of prison after 20 years. They should let 20,000 out. They should have be audited. They should have some type of system because there's so many people that's going through this and they have no recourse. It's so like if you're not a celebrity to get you out or if you're not this or that, it's just rigged up and, and it's just it's a mess. It's a mess. And all of this is coming to the forefront. I cannot wait to listen to our uh, uh, minister. Yes. Because we have no, I can't, we just yeah, like, I can't yes, yes because it's like, it's it's rigged. It's rigged. 
Well, it, it it's built on um, it's built on a foundation of white supremacy. Yes, that's the bottom line. That's yes. the bottom line. Yes, thank you so much, Sustave. I thank can go you, on and on. I appreciate you. I love yes, you all. Love you stay call. safe, and we I love, love uh, listening to you, Sustave. Have a blessed day, you all. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you too, ma'am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The champ is here. <laughs> the champ is here. <laughs> Larry, yes, you are. Yes, you are here. You are on your show. Yes, you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, let's let's give a a warm round of applause for my inimitable co-host, the one and only brother Terrence Muhammad. Yes, Allahu <laughs> Akbar. <Praise laughs> already know what it is, already know what it is, 90 years of Nation of Islam. We are celebrating our Independence Day this Saturday, so we're just going to let the fireworks off. And I think across the country, fireworks have been going on because people and black people and black communities couldn't wait to acknowledge July for the coming of God and the person of Master the Front, Muhammad Doom praises do forever. So I think that's why all the fireworks people been hearing about in their city. Uh, going on, but we are so excited. There's no words to, uh, uh, no words to describe the excitement, the joy, the anticipation. Uh, we, we're ready to hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan this uh, Saturday. So that's that's been going on across. I've been hitting up everybody, city officials, brothers from the streets. I've been hitting up the protesters. Look, Minister Farrakhan speaking. Hit up the chief of police. You know, I'm just saying, so everybody I can across the country, I'm not leaving out anybody. So we put it on social media, so we need to give everybody a direct call, a direct fly, a direct text to people I haven't talked to in years. I was saying, he's speaking, where is he speaking? We got billboards up, digital billboards up all over the country. They just keep popping up. We are not going to stop. We are going to show out. We are showing out to make sure that we hear that divine guidance from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I know this going on in the news, Dr. Ava, and I know we probably discovered the Karens are popping up all over the place. The Karens are just crazy. The Karens pulling out guns on people. And then we got in Miami and Dade County, police officers striking and punching black women and still videotaping. Serious punch of a uh, police officer hitting a sister and just, you know, we just still videotaping things, which is just crazy. But I would say this also, Dr. Ava, when I said that now young people are scared of police. I'm a grown man, and I'm still the same way. Where I drive, and like right. everything is legit, everything is legal, and we still have that. You know, we taught fear. You know, when it was just a baby, and our people are still fearing. Um, you know, I made a post today, and I was saying to people, um, I was saying to people that this. You know, I understand. You know, people and somebody corrected me, a brother, brother, and she said, uh, brother. Any victory for the oppressed makes them feel good. So they are happy when they get any kind of victory because they've been so oppressed so long. So when we see tax statues coming down, when we see uh, Black Lives Matter changing on the streets, we get so excited. But I made a post. Don't shoot him. I said, let's not get too caught up. I said, number one, I told my post, I said, I love the mural. Matter of fact, they had one that said, do the right thing. 
from school days, you know. And I, I love that music. I took a picture beside it. I said, I love the music. I love the art. All the art that they're painting all downtown, our city, across the country. I said, well, let's not be fooled to know that I ain't lived all these years just to see a mural. I ain't lived all these years just to see some painting. I'm living and I'm fighting to see some kind of change. And I said, that's not paint over white supremacy. Allow us to know that white supremacy still exists. Let's, what we say, remove, defund, and abolish white supremacy. Um, so that is the thing that we should be pushing, even though people are getting happy about putting a sign in front of Trump's tower, but people are going to walk over the sign and go right up here and give money to Trump's tower. People are going to walk over the signs and still get arrested in the streets where we are dying constantly as a people. Somebody may get shot right where the mural is. So white supremacy is still in existence. That's why hearing from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan this Saturday is so key, so important, so real, so necessary, and that we have to be ready to make sure that the people know how to tune in, where to go. All these other networks, we ain't even worried about you. We try to get on everybody's radio, we on the final call radio. We just want to make sure that our people here from the guidance, the people that have been waiting, the people that's been asking where it's far come with your time and your uh, uh, that time has come. So we're, we're just excited. As you can see, I'm excited. I'm amped up. There's a lot that has happened in the past week. And since I jumped on late, I may not have heard all of the current news that's been going on or the current reports from our callers or current reports from earlier in the call, but I, I do know um, that the killing of us has not stopped. And the reality is the media is shifting, so we're not talking about Amar much. We're not talking about George much. We're still talking about Brianna, and I'm glad that for the black woman that we're still talking and looking for justice for Brianna. And I'm very happy about that. At the same time, we got to know that the end of killing us has not and I don't want to hear it, but sooner or later we're going to near hear another hashtag as we hear about our brother, brother Elijah. So we're in that time that I'm trying to drive everybody to NOI Saturday at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. So I, I'm just excited. I'm just so excited to be on the show, Dr. Ava, because I, I said, what am Thank I going to so miss it? I can't miss the show. I can't miss it right before we hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, I, um, you know, you already know what it is with me. And, um, Praise be to him. I'm just happy to be on this show, and I know you want to get back uh, to our callers to, to get it wrapped up, but it, it is a exciting time. And I, I would just close this, Dr. Ava. Wherever people are oppressed throughout the world, where we have been crying and suffering, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is going to give you that bomb in Gilead. The minister is going to give you that ointment for your pain. The minister is going to give you that ointment for your joint so you can move. The minister is going to give you that ointment that will give you the life and spirit to get up. If you've been fighting, you're going to get strength from the minister to keep fighting, to keep pushing, because the door to the kingdom of God is right around the corner. You don't want to give up now because your ancestors can die for us to quit. Right now, we have to stand up and keep pushing for our people because Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the last man standing, and he's going to deliver that message from God. It's going to be the message that all of the world needs to hear. That's you, Dr. Absolutely. 
And you know, we you it, it's worth playing back what you miss, especially what Mr. Mariam had to say uh this evening. And I would just say this about the symbols, as I have been saying about the symbols of white supremacy coming down. We don't want to stop on that, but it is worthy of celebration uh, because these are in-your-face statements by white America that their heroes are our tormentors. And so, yeah, we're, we're going to say black lives matter. Matter is the, the substance of the third dimension. It's, it's the observable universe. It's what you can see. And they have, black lives have been invisible to them. And so that is just the beginning. We can't stop there. But the beauty is Donald Trump's not going to let us stop there because he said it's a hate crime to print Black Lives Matter on Fifth Avenue. So a hate crime. Right. He's saying white power. Now, Hillary Clinton wouldn't have said that, though she's far more dangerous than him. Exactly. So the, the beauty is we're not, we're, not going, we're not going back to sleep this time, trust and believe, because this is it. It's not, it's not coming. It is here. The fall of America is here. And as Brother Terrence has said, we are fired up. It's, it's amazing. I'm on the research team, and I still have no idea what he's going to say. Because it, 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 if I knew what he was going to say, then I would. That would mean I know what Allah is thinking, and that would make me crazy. Okay, to Come think on. I know what the Lord of the world. Because what we're going to hear, uh, it may be soothing, but it also may be rough. Uh, but right. whatever it is, it's a mercy. It's a favor. That's right. It is the That's ultimate right. favor on black people that. Allah continues to make clear to us what he is doing. His duty to do that has passed long ago. Because we've gotten justice. Now we're getting mercy. No one's entitled to mercy. Mercy is a favor. So we, we thank Allah. But we, we thank Allah you made it to your destination, uh, safe and sound, Brother Terrence, and we're in the countdown. We're less than 48 right. hours away from Woo-hoo. that moment. And we, we thank yes. Allah for the technology um, that right. has made it possible for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to be able to speak to the world. So we're going to jump back to the phones, and we have our brother representing the junior FOI calling in, Brother Kareem. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Kareem. Well, Assalamu. How are you? All right. I'm fine, sir. What about yourself? I'm good. Well, that's good to hear. If our future is good, then we're good. <laughs> um, so, um, one thing I was uh, reading in the Quran today. Uh, so, um. Me and my family were reading the Quran, and um, and uh, this is chapter seven, the elevated places, section seven, mm. and it says, "Surely your Lord is Allah, who created the heavens mm. and earth in six periods, 
and he is established on the throne of power. He mm. makes the he makes the night cover the day, which it pursues instantly, instantly, incessantly. And he created the sun and the moon and the stars, made subservient by his command. Surely his is the creation and the command. Blessed is Allah, the Lord of the world. And mm. so, um, I and so it just goes to show how people may think that um, uh, America has all the power because they're the strongest. They got the strongest military force, but we don't. But we don't think about God, the one Come who, on, who, and it right here it says. He created the heavens and the earth in six periods. And he makes the night. He does all of that. America ain't doing all that. China ain't doing all that. So we think America's all this strong and all that kind of stuff. But we God makes rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes. Last time I yes. checked, tsunamis and thunderstorms and all that can defeat America. That's right. Praise Allah. Oh, my goodness. Teach, Brother Kareem. He's so awesome. That's, that's our future, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Age 12. Age 12. Praise Allah. That represents rulership. Number twelve. Yeah, black man is coming into power. He's coming into power. That's right. I, I, I listen. I'm learning from him. I was writing down seven seven. <laughs> Old Brian. Yes, and we, and he's right. we need I'm gonna write reminder. it down. We do need that reminder because I've had grown Muslims, you know, express, you know, what what shall we? You remember the Godfather? Remember Johnny Fontaine? Vito Corleone's uh, godson came to the <laughs> wedding crying because yes, he didn't get a movie yes, part. Ma'am. He said, what can I do? What can I do? <laughs> and he slapped him. <laughs> you, know, you can act like a man. And that's, that's what right. Brother Kareem is saying. He's telling us, you know, whatever this white man is doing, he's he's not doing that. He did not create the heavens and the earth. That's right. And we were having a, uh, our Zoom conference study last Friday, and all of a sudden, I live right off of Lake Michigan, and all of a sudden, this incredible wind, it was nowhere in the forecast, nothing in the forecast. This wind came blowing down the street. It, it actually uh, knocked one of our screen windows out. Uh, but it, it knocked it into the house. Uh, wow. If you stepped outside, if you tried to open the door, you couldn't open it. It, it, was, <clears throat> it was like a, a, a wind machine. It was like being in front of a jet airplane in front of the engines. You know, we just would blow you away. And within <clears throat> about 20 minutes, it was gone. 
Now, can they do that? No, they can't. They can't do that. Because as the Honorable Elijah Mama said, your Navy is powerful, but I serve the God whose ocean your Navy is floating on. (laughs) And we know what one good wave will do. That's my part. We know what one good wave can do and has done. And that's why this devil cannot ever get over the Titanic. They can't get over it. That's why they keep making films about it and talking about it in museums. Because God Hmm. sent them to the bottom of the ocean on their first voyage without even moving. He just had an iceberg sitting out in the water. He didn't even have to fire at them. He knocked them out without even getting up out of his seat. So you can't even fathom what's going to happen when when the final fight is on. But we're going to the brother we call the separator, brother Louis Ali. Assalamualaikum, family. How y'all doing? Oh, there we go. We're fine, sir. How are you? We're fired up. Countdown to Farrakhan. You better believe it. Countdown to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Oh, my God. I wanted to thank you so much once again for your uh, powerful introductions to our study course. And I hope that they're alone on YouTube. I see them on org. I don't know if they're on YouTube or not, but I really hope they'll put them on YouTube. I I was wondering if, if... have you taken notice to what's going on in the world? I'm sure you have, and the order of the titles of the study guides. We just we're finishing up the law of God, and we're going into hypocrisy and conspiracy. And this has oh, everything to do. Yeah, with I've spoken on it. Mm-hmm. It seems to me it just has everything to do with separation. Because what we're finding is the separation is deeper than color line, and it seems to me that it's it's deeper than bloodline. You know, the Bible does teach that the the fearful and the disbelieving are going to have their part in the lake that burns with fire. And I don't I don't know if you've noticed it, but they are putting the Black Lives Matter. Uh, murals everywhere, and they're donating a lot of money, $100 million to different organizations, and it seems to be as if they're trying to seduce the black populace with money. Well, they did this during the right after the Civil War, and they've done this right after the Civil Rights Movement where they came up with all these programs like quotas and affirmative action and all of this, mm-hmm. but it was all to get us to stay with them and not obey the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and now it seems as though they're trying to get out and throw a little money out on the street to keep us from going to separation with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, but this is a, a, a day of decision. I don't know if you looked at it or not, but we 
but it, it, it was written that in Chicago they're requiring students by the eighth grade that they must be taught the LGBTQ and yes. whatever letters that they that they add on every week. And here's the thing. We have to be separated in order to survive. Now I noticed that all of these integrationist Negroes, and I'm speaking of the ones like Michael Eric Dyson and Van Jones and Don Lemon and Cornell West and and you remember Al Sharpton didn't want to sit by the Honorable Minister Lewis Farquhar at uh, the Aretha Franklin uh, funeral. But what I right. noticed is that this same Al Sharpton held a whole press conference and met recently with the uh, CEO from the ADL. And I'm just wondering if they for freedom, justice, and equality, is it possible that any of these people will stand up and say that Minister Farrakhan's freedom of speech has been infringed on and he represents the masses of black people? He's been taken off of Facebook, taken off of Twitter. Anywhere we go, we always have these so-called white Jews hounding him and uh, won't allow him to, well, they can't stop him, but they try to do everything they can to stop him from speaking a word to us that will absolutely liberate us. And they seem to be awful nice these days, so I suspect that something is going on. So that's some of my questions about the study guides and about freedom of speech and the integration being yes, separated sir. from those of us who want to be black. Really yes, enjoying sir. the study well, group. I well, I appreciate Thank it. You. And I've been, addressing, uh, I've been addressing the incredible pinpoint precision with which uh, the study guides are aligned with what Allah is doing. And, you know, when you read words that the minister dictated to me 30 years ago in June of 1990, and now it uh, it was June of 2020 when we started the law of God, and he wrote in there, that the dissatisfaction would one day reach 100%. It would be total, and it would be people of all races and nationalities. And the difference now is they can throw whatever money they want. There's no going back. The difference between now and then is the fullness of time. That's the difference. It's not only what happens that we have to look at, it's when it happens. And Farrakhan is on time. He's on time. He's riding time. He's on it. He's not ahead of it. He's not behind it. He's on time. And so America is coming down because Allah said, In that day, he said, if it's under a rock, I will bring it forth. And that's why all hidden things are being brought to the surface, the good and the bad. You look at this sex trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein. Now, the synagogue of Satan attacked Minister Farrakhan several years ago. 
after his Savior's Day message, when he played that tape of the conversation between Richard Milhouse Nixon and uh, the evangelist Billy, uh, oh my God, Billy Graham, can't believe Billy it. Graham, Billy Graham, Billy. discussing the Jews. That's right. And really how impossible it was to deal with them. And the minister broke down the the Talmud and the the filth and the indecency and the violations of God's law and the mistreatment, the hatred of black people, the the abuse, the rape uh, of little babies, three-year-old girls is okay. And then if you look at the documentary on Jeffrey Epstein, that's exactly what was going on. And one of the arch enemies of our freedom, Alan Dershowitz, the attorney, who always has uh, a tongue just filled with venom, slime that comes out against Minister Farrakhan, a young girl stated that when uh, she got caught up in, in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring and his female partner was arrested today, earlier today, she was the black widow spider luring the girls into Jeffrey Epstein's trap. And he was nothing but a, a conduit for all of these Filthy, dirty, billionaire men such as Donald Trump, such as uh, Prince Andrew of Great Britain. How did right. how did Jeffrey Epstein become a billionaire? What did he invent? What did he do? He paired up filthy, wicked white males with young girls. And this young girl named Alan Dershowitz, she named him as one of the men she was given to at the age of 16, and that she had sexual relations with him against her will on six or more occasions. And he sat in an interview and said, she's never come on camera and said it. And in the next scene, they had her on camera looking in the camera, and she said, yes. Alan Dershowitz. So he said it. If it's under a rock, I'm bringing it forth. That's right. And the final truth, the ultimate truth, the criterion, that which distinguishes truth from falsehood. We never dreamed after Savior's Day we would get a message like this and on a day like that, that July 4th, and all of its significance both to the devil and to the God. That's right. Same day, That's right. different polar opposite meanings. One for white, Man. one for black. So no, these Man. these Negroes scared to sit next to the ministers. All of them have fallen into irrelevancy. Nobody's listening right. to them. And these young people coming up, they're they're not born to tap dance or bow. There's nothing of this world they want to be bothered with. 
Only man they respond Man. to is that man that's going to be speaking on Saturday. He's the Man. only one. Yes, ma'am. And all right. all we need to do, each and every one of us, is examine self. But yes, sir, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Thank you so much, Dr. Ava. And we thank coming out against oh, Jake the yes. Snake from, and all the others who stood. But our standing or sitting down and laying down is going to be part of the separation. If you won't stand, we can't be together. Thank you, Dr. Abel, for always standing for the black man, the black God, Praise and the Allah. black nation. So Thank Malaykum. you, sir. Walaikum salam. And as, as we're saying, as Brother just said, this is a day of decision. You know, for, for decades we've been able to be what the Holy Quran condemns as the Holy Quran said, neither this nor that. And too many house servants have gotten away with playing both sides. They're burning their candle on both ends. That's over with. Point number five of what the Muslims want. He said he wants every black man and woman in America to choose. You want to go with the, for self and be with the God, or do you want to stay with the slave master? You, you decide what you want to do. Day of decision. All right, we're coming down toward the end, and we've got our brother, Brother Hoyle, patiently holding. Assalamu alaikum, family. And uh, I just want to to thank uh, all the panels, and and beautiful what the sister said, the blood of the lamb, and the blood of the lamb is our righteousness. And I I listened to Minister Farrakhan, listened to his orders. And what he says, that's our blood of the lamb, too, and study and all of that. Sister, you were talking about these killings. Uh, they, uh, half of those shootings in the black community, uh, you know, were unanswered. You know, they couldn't find. So, you know, I did a post on these uh, white police putting on black masks and driving up in these cars, yeah. these sharp shooters, and they, they kill them for organs. And, you know, you get so much a body you know, for organs, you know, especially young people. This is real. And, uh, um, real. you know, like you said, the, the, the purge is here. And uh, also from the research team, uh, and I know you know about this, is Operation Israeli Cyber Shield, where there's an Israeli attack mm-hmm. on our black youth. And it says uh, a foreign government has announced that an entire generation of black youth in another nation 5,700 miles away, not the nation itself, but an oppressed subpopulation within that friendly nation is its major problem. It's talking about black youth, really black people. Top Israeli officials sitting on a stage in America on film asserting that American black youth are the enemy of Israel. So we have to look at the collaboration of the ongoing American government and Israeli attack on black people and really attack on the whole world, really all population to be boiled down to it, you know. So everybody, is, that's why he's speaking to the whole world. He's just going to expose Satan. Because really every decent human being is not exempt, you know. Black people, but it's the brown, the Chinese, you know, all under this satanic government. So, you know, Satan that's don't exactly mind killing right. himself. Right. So uh, I just want to thank the celebrities and just the people and the believers, the little believers just putting out 
uh, what's going on. You know, we've been, that's all we've been talking about, Sister Ava, what the minister was going to say. I've been putting it out on talk shows, and uh, they, they can't wait. Our people are ready. Believe it or not, our people are ready. And the Coons and Uncle Tom's, they, it's a sad day to be one of them. So, <laughs> well, I just I just want to thank the panel, and uh, may Allah bless, and just tune in, family. Saturday, this is our uh, this is our last. This is the final call. After this, I don't think the minister is going to have to say anything else. Nothing. So, if you don't hear well, the call, he didn't have it. he didn't have to say this. He he didn't have to say That's this, it. and whatever he's going to say. It's mercy because Allah doesn't owe this to us. Yes, ma'am. In fact, the minister's entire presence, his entire ministry is mercy. Yes, you know, ma'am. I've asked this question before. How many people, how many uh, people in Scripture have you seen where the God sent them or raised up a messenger or a prophet, and they rejected him, and they got another one. Mm. I've never uh, seen that. I haven't either. Until now. Mm-hmm. The black man wow. and woman in America. That's right. To whom God himself came. Mm-hmm. He came. That's right. He didn't. He didn't mm. raise up a messenger through an angel mm. like he did with Muhammad ibn Abdullah of Arabia. He didn't send somebody. He came himself. That's and, right. That's right. And That's sat right. with him for three and a half years. That's right. Come on. Mm. And we rejected. That gift we rejected. Who does that hmm. and lives? Right. But we're his family. We're we're yes, literally yeah. his family. We're we're his blood. He called us hmm. uncle. Hmm. That's right. We're his family. Right. We're the. Tribe of Shabazz, where the descendants of Shabazz, who in turn is a descendant of a line going all the way back to the self created God. Mm. So, surely right. those of us who are parents, we know we feel a bit different about our own children than we do about yeah. other people's children. Let's be real. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But even your own child can push the button and go over the line to the point where they got to go. And I think that's that's where we are about now. And he sure said in the Holy Quran, I will do away with you and replace you with the people who love me. But I'm 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 just stunned. I mean, I'm on the research team, and I'm stunned that we're getting a message Saturday at all. Praise <laughs> be to Allah, yes, ma'am. You know, because Saturday Day was so good, it was scary. Yes, it was ma'am. so good, it was scary. 
And when he said, I know this is my last Savior's Day for a while or for a long time, I remember thinking that if it's the last one for you for a while, this lights out for everybody for a while. That's right. He's a light-giving mm. sun. And what happens when the sun goes down? Mm, dark. It's dark. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And some people, but something you said, Brother Hoyle, about, I can't remember what it was, but you said something that made me think that um, we got, during this COVID, we got a taste of, and especially those Negroes who think they wish they think they want him not to be here, they think oh, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And we started. Oh, I know what you said. You said black people are ready, and and yes, yes black people are ready because they got a little taste of not hearing from him. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they had to think on that. How many times did I have the opportunity? How many times did did a brother Hoyle or a sister Pamela or someone invite me or say, you should come? And I didn't even tune in. That's right. But I bet you when that virus got here and the U.S. government said, you better get your black such and such in the house, now you're looking around for the nation. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. Bet you wish you were sitting next to Farrakhan now. I believe you that. Yes, man. You got a yes, crazy man in the commander's seat who can push mm. a button. Yeah. Mm. I will make, he said, Allah will make you separate. Right, right, and so and so here we are. We're all praises yeah. due to Allah. Thank you, thank you sir. so much, thank Brother Joyner. May Allah bless. And I've, I've, you as well. I've gone another soapbox, so we're down to, uh, oh, got about four, a little under four minutes. We're going to take a quick call from our dear sister Peggy, and then we're going to close out and. Count down the minutes. Assalamualaikum, Mr. Peggy. Mr. Peggy, are you there? Okay, mm-hmm. she may she may have us have be on mute. Okay, Brother Terrence, are you still with us? All right. Well, we're going to do a quick uh, go around to our beloved panel. I don't think Brother Ruben was able uh, to get on. I don't see him on the screen, but we pray a lot that he is safe and sound. And uh, we know that he's blessed because uh, when he, uh, he will hear the minister at the same time, but it'll be the next day. So mm-hmm. that will be a, that's going to be a phenomenal experience for him. All right, mm. so Sister uh, sister Health Contributor, 
Sister Mariam, did you have any closing remarks for us as we get down into the two-minute warning? You were awesome tonight. Tune in. Just tune in on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) And see you next week. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Allah willing. Oh, my God. Now, that's going to be a... uh, Gathering this time next Thursday. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, parse parse that message. I thought, I think I heard Brother Terrence. Oh, you did hear. All all you heard was July 4th. July 4th. July 4th. Saturday, 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 July 4th. You know what? Ain't nothing else. I'm going to find me a couple of churches, run through the pews, and shout. (laughs) You know? Crazy. <laughs> and, and just a quick a quick tidbit, a trivial point. It's not trivial, but a little point. You know, Hallelujah means praise to Allah. Oh yes, I okay. yes I do it. All that's the all the all the around saying Hallelujah. Yep. Hallelujah. Job. I, I read yes, that recently, God. and the, <laughs> yeah, they. They broke it down in the etymology of of the term and Come on, man. Come uh, on, how man. in Hebrew and Arabic, uh, of course, you know Yah, Y A H and Jah, J A H, and of course Allah. And and it was a Christian uh, pastor that wrote the article, and he said, "You just can't remove Allah." Mm. <laughs> That's, That's how fine. he ended the article. You cannot okay. remove Allah. So, hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, Sister, Sister Attorney Pamela, any last words? Yes, ma'am. I just want to say I thank Allah, to, and I can't wait to hear the Honorable Minister of Farrakhan on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I thank Allah for this opportunity to hear him, Sister Dr. Ava. So, you know, assalamu alaikum and Inshallah, we'll see you next week, next Thursday. Yes, ma'am. And I want to thank each and every one of you who is logged in and who called in to share this uh, evening with us, this uh, pre-celebration of being able to see and hear from our beloved, the Jesus in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And let us love one another even as he has loved us. So may Allah bless us all with love. We still have study group tomorrow night at 7.30 local time. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as